Revelation 2.11 Ministries. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is episode 13 and I'm your host, Travis. You know what? When you go through a children's Bible, even one that has only a few pages, four or five little pages, my toddlers have a couple of little children's Bibles that only a few pages long, uh, there's always a few stories they always want to tell, you know, Noah's Ark and David and Goliath and uh, Daniel in the lion's den. They like to tell some of those stories. And one of the ones that always seem to pop up is Jonah and the big fish. You know, it's depicted because it's, I guess, cute little art, little story of uh, easy little memory of Jonah getting eaten by the big fish and then getting spit up again. And technically it's a big fish that eats Jonah, but a lot of books depicted as well and so I actually have one of the children's books in front of me so let me read the children's section of Jonah and the whale one day God told a man named Jonah to preach to the people of Nineveh they needed someone to teach them about God but Jonah did not like the people there so he ran away on a ship God sent a storm and Jonah fell into the water then God sent a whale to swallow him Jonah was safe inside the well and he saw that he was wrong to disobey God. He prayed and he said he was sorry. God freed him from the well and Jonah happily went to Nineveh to preach. You see, so simple the, the story of Jonah and the big fish or Jonah and the whale as, as they say. The actual biblical account is more detailed and uh, more information about what's going on actually in, the, in these scenes and how he got into the water and what happened. But that the book basically tells you, the, the children's version, basically tells you, hey, look, uh, Jonah was told to do something. He chose not to do something. And then God sent a storm and sent him inside the belly of a well or a fish. Uh, and then he, inside the belly, decided he was wrong and repented and asked for forgiveness. And then, then the well spit him out. Now let us try to quickly read over the account of Jonah in the book of Jonah, chapter 1, starting at verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittite, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for the wickedness has come before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof, and he went down unto it, to go unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, and the ship was like to be broken. And the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares and ware in the ship unto the sea to lighten it up on them. But Jonah was gone down to the sides of the ship and he laid and he was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came down and said unto him, Where meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, for so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. And they say, Everyone to his fellow, come and let us cast lots that we may know for whom caused this evil upon us. So they cast lots, and the lots fell upon Jonah. Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whoever causes this evil is upon us. What thy occupation? What is thine occupation? And whence cometh thou? And what is thy country? And what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which has made the sea and dry land. When the men were exceedingly afraid and said unto him, what hast thou Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wrought and is temperous. 
And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you, for I know that my, for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rowed hard and, uh, br to bring it to the land, but they could not, for the sea wrought in the temptuousness against them. Wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life. Lay not upon us innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, hast done it as it pleased thee. So they took up Jonah, and they cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord, and made vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Chapter 2 Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly, and he, sa he said, I cry by reason of my affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and thou heardest my voice, for thou hast cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas and the floods compassed about me and all the billows and the waves passed over me then i say i am cast out of the sight yet i will look again toward thy holy temple the waters compassed me about even to the soul the depth closed me around about and weeds were wrapped around my head i went down to the bottoms of the mountains and the earth and her bars was about me and ever Yet has they brought me up life from corruption. O oh, Lord my God, when my soul fainteth within me, I remember the Lord, and the prayer came unto thee, unto thy holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that they have vowed salvation is for, of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon dry land. So there's four chapters in the book of Jonah. That's chapters one and two I just read. Um, we can see the story is a little more detailed than the children's book. We see at the beginning that Jonah was simply told to do something from God, and he said no. He, he did not want to do it. Um, he then tried to run away from God, which is a foolish thing to try to do. The book of Psalms says it this way, chapter 139, starting at verse 7. Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up unto heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell into the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee. But the night shineth as day, and the darkness as light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thy eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book of all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when yet, as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! You can see uh, the psalmist saying, there's nowhere to go. You know, no, no place I can run, no place I can hide. You are everywhere, and you see me. So Jonas, uh, Jonah trying to run from, from God, it was a foolish thing to do. Um, and I wonder if he knew that, you know, I'm trying to, 
escape from God if he thought going to another city, if God's reach was only so far, uh, or if he was he knew it was foolish and tried to attempt it anyway because he was so stubborn to to not do what God wanted. Um, but so we see that he, the first thing is God tells him to do something, and he says no, and then he starts leaving what he believes to be away from God. So so he says no to God's direction. And then he starts to turn away from God, uh, the best of his ability. He's turning away from God. He's running away from God. Um, so those are two steps. And then after that, he is found on the boat uh, by the, the other people who are on the boat, saying, trying to figure out why the storm is raging outside and the sea is raging. And uh, he tells them, look, I'm running away from God who created everything, created the heavens and the sea and the land. And uh, they're like, well, how can we stop this? And he's like, you got to throw me into the ocean, throw me into the sea. And so the third thing, so the first one is he's rejecting God's direction. The second thing is he's turning from God or running away from God. And the third thing, he's now just kind of accepting that there's going to be a punishment that, look, there's nothing I can do. I, I, I'm just basically going to have to die in this. I'm going to have to die this way. So he gets thrown in the ocean or, or the sea and a big fish, which God had appointed, swallowed him up. So now he's eaten by a fish, and uh, I mean that's where most of us think we would probably, probably die in that moment. You know, you get eaten by a fish, you're, you're pretty much dead. You're in the ocean, you're in the sea, a giant whale or some type of fish or shark or something has chosen to eat you. Um, that looks like it's the end for us. And however, it says there was three days and three nights that that uh, Jonah was in the whale, in the belly of the fish, right? So. Uh, so not only was it the first 15 minutes, not only was it an hour, not only was it uh, seven hours, was it one day, two days, three days. Three days later, he's still alive in the belly of the, of the fish. And, and now he, he decides, after three days, to repent. He just now decides to cry out to God and ask for forgiveness. Ask for, for God to forgive him. Like uh, the children's Bible said, he realized he was wrong, and he, he, he said he was sorry to God, and uh, he, he has changed his mind. He has repented. And so there's a few steps there, right? The first step is rejecting uh, what God wants you to do. And so I'm trying to uh, apply this, the story of, of Jonah and the whale, and it's Jonah and the big fish. I'm trying to apply this story to um, us modernly. Uh, if God has told us to do something, God has directed us to do something, and and it could be a physical act, it could be just something we saw in, in reading the scripture, or something we heard preached on a service, or something that someone said, and, and it, there was like just a light went off, and we're like, oh yeah, I need to do that, I need to, I need to give up that thing, or I need to go that place, or I need to start doing this more often, and you get a direction from God, and you say, the first thing is to say no. The second thing is sometimes people, when they say no to doing something, is then they start to reject God. They start to run away from God. They don't want to be involved with God's people. They don't want to be involved with uh, God's presence or, or reading God's word or, or spending time with God in prayer or seeking God. They, they want to reject the fellowship. They want to reject you know going to services or, or things like that because they're pushing away from God. They're trying to run away from God. Now, as we know, you can't run away from God. He sees you, and he's there, and he's he, forever present in any place you go. You can't run away from him. But we people feel like they can run away from God, so they stop getting involved with godly people. And so they, they reject God. Then they run away from God. 
And then the third thing is they just kind of sit in acceptance. This is this is the way it's going to be. This is my my lot. I am going to be destroyed. I'm going to perhaps end up in hell. I'm going to perhaps uh, die this way or in this pit. This is how I'm going to die. And and perhaps that's what Jonah was doing uh, those other two two days and 23 and a half hours or however so long it took for him to realize that he needed to cry out to God. Uh, he was just sitting there and uh, thinking, well, I'll, I'll die eventually. I'm going to die soon. Wallowing in his his uh, his self-pity, his self-pride, and thinking he doesn't need to repent or change his ways, but he had nothing but the belly of the well. And you got to imagine that place in, inside the belly of the fish, you know, it probably wasn't a comfortable place, you know. Uh, we don't know how much room he had inside the fish. If he was if he was compressed or, or squished or if he had enough room to sit, uh, maybe he can yell and echo. Maybe it was a really, really big fish, like, uh, you know, maybe the size of a football field. Who knows? Uh, it could have been really tight and a uh, little fit where he, he, he had his... his uh, his elbows squished together and his knees squished together and he was very uncomfortable the entire time for all we know. Um, probably didn't smell good in there. You know, if you like seafood and uh, I'm sure after three days of smelling inside of a, of a fish and whatever it's eating, you know, probably probably didn't smell very good in there. Probably was uncomfortable, didn't smell good, probably was irritating, you know, uh, he was surviving uh, for so long that he did uh, and then he finally chose to cry out to God. Uh, so you you can see like that's that kind of reminds me of the story of uh, the prodigal son. We find in the Gospel of Luke chapter fifteen, starting at verse eleven, Jesus says, "A certain man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me a portion of goods that falleth to me.' And he divideth unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into the far country, and there wasted his substance." with riotous living. And when they had spent all, they there uh, arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of the country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain had filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? And I will perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of the hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, and had compassion, and ran, and fell to his neck, and kissed him. And the son said unto his father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a, a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fattest calf, and kill it, and let us eat, and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and he is found, and he began to be merry. Now there's uh, a little more to that story, but I'm going to stop it there. You see that he 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 left his house, he started living uh, a riotous lifestyle, an unpleasing lifestyle, a lifestyle that could be sinful, a lifestyle that could be wasteful, a lifestyle where he wasted all his inheritance, his money. And he ended up uh, 
in a time of, of need and want, and he ended up in a pig's pen, and he uh, was low, low, low level, and then at that point of his lowest level, he finally decided to repent, to go back to his father, and maybe there would be some type of mercy or forgiveness, and he can become a servant of his father. And so then he goes back, and you see that the father opened his arms and was welcoming him back. And so that kind of reminds me of what we're talking about in, in Jonah here, where, look, he said no, and he turned away, and he he ran away, and he kept going, and then he got into the belly of the fish, and three days later, he sat there, which is like being in the pig's pen. He sat there, and he finally decided, I'm going to repent. I'm going to turn back, and I'm going to pray to God and ask for forgiveness. And uh, we know that after he asked for forgiveness, it was he got spit up on dry land right then. Um, and so if we're looking at that compared to us, you know, have you fallen into this kind of pattern? Or have you rejected God in some kind of way? Are you mad at God for something that you think he did or, or something you think should have gone a certain way? Are you mad at him? Have you uh, turned your face from him? Have you started rejecting his, his goodness and his grace and his mercy and his love and his embrace and his joy and his peace and his presence? Have you decided to push him away and try to run away from him? Have you rejected the people of God and the things of God to turn away from God because you're, you're upset with God or you don't approve of his ideal of your life or you don't accept where he's going? Have you been sitting in shame and wallow in, in, in a, a, a pit or in a belly or in, in, in a pig's pen? Have you been in a place where you are not happy and you're just sitting in where uh in a fearful waiting of your damnation of your uh of your eternal hell well there's still time as long as you have breath to go back to the father there's still time as long as you have breath no matter where you're at if you're in the belly of the fish and the pig's pen uh wherever you're at um in the lowest place in your life ever there's time as long as you have breath to go back to the Father, to go back and pray to the God who created everything, the one who made you in your womb. And you can say, Lord, uh, I need you. I give up. I can't do this this on my own. I, I can't keep going this way. Uh, I, I need to come back to you. I need forgiveness for my actions. You know, and the Lord is faithful and he will forgive. He's a forgiving God. And as long as you have breath, you're able to repent. You're able to turn back to him. You're able to seek him again. And uh, you're able to uh, be forgiven and used for his glory. You see, because after he was set free, after he was uh, out of the, the belly of the fish, he then went and preached to Nineveh. In Jonah chapter 3, verse 1, starting... And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city of three days' journey. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried out and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people in Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast, and they put on sackcloth from the, the greatest of them to the least of them. For word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he rose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock taste anything, 
let them not feed nor drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? And God saw their works that they had turned from their evil ways and God repented of evil of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them and he did it not. So you could see even towards Nineveh who was an evil city a great city that was full of evil that God was going to destroy uh, because he sent Jonah and they believed Jonah's word they had repented God had calmed his wrath against them that there was forgiveness for a great city that was full of evil just like Jonah got forgiveness while he was in the belly of the fish uh, you know the same thing can happen for us we can get forgiveness but also the fact that Jonah right out of the of the belly of the fish he was directed by God again to do something and he went and did it he was useful from God right from the start there was no big process of, of waiting uh, to 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 be cleaned again in a period of time and seeking out it was right from when he decided to seek the Lord again he was useful for the kingdom of God he was useful to be put back on a path to glorify God is because he said yes to the Lord. He said, forgive me, Lord, for my faults, for my sins, for my failures, for my disobedience to you. And the Lord said, okay, I forgive you. Now go out and do my work. Go out and do my will. Go out and, and preach my word. Go out and do the things that I have told you to do. And so he sent him forth. And just like that, when we are forgiven of our sin, we, we don't need to sit and wallow for months or, or a period of time. We can, uh, once we're in right standing with God again, once we repent of our, our ways, we can then be used in the moment, in the day, uh, or that very hour. We can be used to glorify his kingdom if he so wills it, if he so calls us to do so. We can, we can be useful for his kingdom. We don't have to wait. Just like when Simon Peter denied Jesus three times before the crucifixion, and then Jesus had rose again three days later, and he had uh, went out and seen the disciples and, and those who believed in him. And uh, he met with Jesus. And it's the third time that he met, uh, that Jesus met with him and showed himself to the disciples uh, in the Gospel of John, chapter 21, starting at verse 15. And so when he had dined, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, Loveth thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, you knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. And he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto him, Feed my sheep. And he said to him at the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said this unto him a third time, Lovest thou me? And he said to him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say to you, when you were young, and thou girdest thyself, walkest wherever thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee and carry thee, whereth thou wilt not go. And he spake, these, uh, he spake this, signify what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, Follow me. So you see, Jesus uh, was having Peter come back because that was a, probably a hard time for Peter uh, once he denied Jesus three times. Um, and then he went back to, to just fishing. He went back to his old life. He went back, he said, he probably thought I messed up too much. I shouldn't have rejected 
the Lord, and and then he went back to fishing and, and living a regular lifestyle, not not a kingdom lifestyle, which uh, you know that he was being trained for, that he was being taught for. But you see that Jesus came back, and he was like, "Look, you know, do you love me?" He says, "Then then feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, you know, take care of 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 my sheep, my lambs, take care of of those who I I give to you under you." And so it's uh it's kind of like look go back come back to me don't don't just wallow in that that pity don't wallow in that life don't don't run away don't stay away you know if you did run away then come back you know he's welcoming you with open arms to to receive you again to uh, embrace you once again so I want to just kind of reach out to anyone who's who's hearing this message and they're thinking, look, I, I've I've said no to God. Well, you have time to repent. You know, repent, repent from what you've done. Repent from the choices you made. You can repent and go back. You don't have to run away from God and in, in sorrow and in shame. If you have been running from God in sorrow and shame, repent. Go back. You know, you're not at the end of your life. You don't have to accept punishment and hellfire. You don't have to accept. Uh, damnation you can you don't have to accept internal separation from God you can repent and he will accept you back you know and maybe you're already in the belly of the fish maybe you're already in the pig's pen but there's hope you can get out you can go back to the father you know you don't have to go down that path you don't have to be in that 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 consistent thing of rejection and turning away and then uh, punishment you can you can turn about now before you reach those those ends you know and there's there's hope there's peace there's there's grace and there's forgiveness there's mercy mercy's the the term mercy there's forgiveness mercy and um so i just want to encourage you that if if you're going down those paths if you're rejecting god if you're uh hearing my voice then uh may you repent and go back in the name of Jesus don't end up in, in a in a pit don't end up in 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 a belly of a fish don't end up in a place that that is going to be rough in a place that's going to be hard in a place that's going to be uncomfortable you don't have to go down that path you have time to turn about um i'm going to go ahead and end the podcast here i just want to um pray for you guys before i let you go so pray with me if you will. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all you've done, Lord. Uh, thank you for just uh, the stories you've given us in your word, Lord. The, the parallels to our life, Lord, that we can, we can learn, Lord. That we can learn from other people's problems. We can learn from, um, from those in the uh, biblical stories, Lord. We can learn from Jonah. We don't have to be in the belly of the, of the fish. Lord, that you've, you've warned us in advance, Lord, that we can come out of that beforehand, that we can be like a prodigal son before we end up in the pit with the pigs. Lord, that you can set us free in advance, Lord, that if we are willing to repent, if we are willing to turn about and just seek your forgiveness, to seek your face, Lord. Lord, I ask, Lord, for courage for everyone to uh, seek you, Lord, to uh, repent of anything that they may have been uh, denying you of. Repent of anything that they have been rejecting you from, Lord. If anyone's been trying to hide away from you or, or exclude themselves from from fellowship or, or, or fellowship with you or fellowship with the church, Lord, Lord, that you help them, Lord, to come back home, that you, you give your loving brace upon them. 
Lord, that you forgive them, Lord, that you uh, renew them, Lord. Give them encouragement, Lord, to keep going forward towards you, Lord, to, to break out of, of whatever is trying to hold them down, to break out of whatever pit they've fallen in, whatever snare they've gotten in, whatever sin has got a grip of them, whatever giant stands before them, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask that your hand be upon them, Lord, that you set them free, Lord, that you bring them back to your embrace, your embrace and your loving care. Lord, uh, I pray against any plans of the enemy of the listener, Lord, anything that is trying to deceive or trick or hold them down, anything the enemy has planted in their minds, Lord, we, re we remove now in the name of Jesus. And we ask, Lord, that your peace and comfort come over them, Lord, Lord, that you guide the listener, Lord, that you help working in their life, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Lord, may your will be done in their lives, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your hand, for your wisdom and your direction. Keep working. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, God bless you all.